0: Welcome to Sad Boys. Oh. Po- uh, please. please. Uh, well, all right,
1: well. Let's. No, I'm sorry, dude. No, I, I hate to get in the way. You know that. And please fire away. All right.
0: Welcome we to Sad We the uh, way of okay. the podcast yeah, no. when we're trying to get uh, the momentum going. It's the latency, dude. This, I'm sorry. I was actually yeah. talking
1: to... Yeah, sorry.
0: Okay, well just gonna try it again
1: no please and now na- it would be insane for me to do it a third time the bit surely can't sustain for that long
0: especially not because this isn't the first time that you've done this to me <laughs> definitely
1: not that would be insane <laughs>
0: what's up <laughs> you good brother well, my- about that. <laughs> 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 all right he's done it Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I have to be Jordan. I have to. Jarvis was taken. Hey, I'm as mad about it as anyone. Those are the only two
1: names. I'm going to start camping v-sympathy v on any other platform i can find
0: and i and i you know i'm still looking for it whenever it's available
1: hunting down magic jarvis first try jarvis second try magic jarvis third try v sympathy v uh
0: it is definitely first try jarvis second try magic jarvis that is often is there anything else on the list oh i mean like usually it's like jarvis with extra s's and stuff oh okay yeah that before v sympathy v uh, v TV is fairly low on the list. I would say it's roughly mm, okay. a thousand. Uh my first thousand <laughs> it's options are not nothing. taken. Well, it depends. What's the, what year is it? Because if it's uh, if it's 2005, <laughs> then it's number You're one. You that boy? What yeah. year is this?
1: I put it at a, a, a nifty 2015.
0: Okay, then yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. definitely going for Jarvis. Okay. What, uh, when did it hit Sunset? Uh, vsympathy V Probably yeah. mm, instantly, I think. I even changed <laughs> the I even changed the name of the account that was vSympathy V. Eventually I changed it to changed it to Castled King which I thought was cool. And then I believe it is currently, it was like Magic Space Jarvis, but before that it was Jarfish.
1: I don't is, hate that at all.
0: Jarfish is uh, is what the, I was a camp counselor in high school and Jarfish was what a lot of the kids thought my name was and it was adorable.
1: Oh, that's kind of cute. And it, and you were too afraid of them to correct them.
0: Those kids, they could climb me. They They would climb on top of me and I couldn't hold them all down at once. So they would they would topple me they would uh control would my, me my like mind a, like yeah the bfg they would uh, they would topple me like the statue of a racist old guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh a bunch a bunch of libs i see yeah yeah there we go a lib cut camp of sorts did you bring kind of a cool chat energy or a uh, cool chat energy a dorky nerd support energy for those like the the dorkier of the kids or my personal favorite Christian youth pastor vibe with like an acoustic
0: I think I'm I'm like Christian youth pastor vibe without a guitar But very much Mm, like the cool part. (laughs) Yeah, without the cool part, because I just wanted the kids to have a good time. So the kids, they were all full of energy and I am a people pleaser. So I would always like lift them up and I would basically play around with them, allow them to roughhouse. Have them stand on the shoulder of giants. Yeah. And I was the giant. There is a photo and I don't know where it is but it's of like six kids like dangling from my body. <laughs> it's like me as a, like a chunky kid. Like there's like a kid on each shoulder. There's like a kid on my legs. And I'm just like walking <laughs> them all through the playground as like a, some sort of catamari of children. <laughs> and you
1: throwing them through the camp uh, center window. Yeah. Do you think you're in your best, the best shape of your life? No.
0: no? Um, I, I want to get back to, I think I was in the best shape of my life maybe a couple of years ago. I feel like I've recently let myself go and I need to stop eating comfort food and start eating uncomfortable food and mm. then go outside and play more Beat Saber as well. And then I will <laughs> be in the best shape of my life and I'll be excited about those There's other three Though things. I, I do think I look the best I've ever looked, but- I agree. But I want to- You sound like shit, dude. I know. I mean, you just <laughs> I want to fucking, look like shit, I fucking, more or less forever. <laughs> I was. Now you like I, almost look good. I that's true. It's all true. You mean that. I mean that too. I'm 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 on your side here. <laughs> Literally, I'm on the left side of the stream instead of the right side Hello. like I usually. Am. I'm on your side. Come on. It's just the boys today. We've not it's got a guest. By design. We did this on purpose. We haven't been having enough just the boys episodes.
1: Yeah. We for people that are, I guess on the newer side, the old archive shows that the 2017-2018 era was vast majority boys boys only
0: true wait did we make it in 2018 at any point or was it was 2017 only 2017 and 2018 last okay. episode was uh i want to say june of 2018 july of 2018 it was vidcon oh yeah of course it
1: was because it was brigand yeah. and then charlie and then we were outie
0: yeah that was two we guests called it so quits. awful
1: we just didn't want to do it
0: <laughs> we put out the episode on over committing and then we quit ah but but did anyone dm you about it? <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Have you i re- do ever received a dm of it Well, you know what's really funny is that I forgot – you know how when you have a cold or something, you're like, I can barely remember a time where I didn't have a cold. I just want to live – that's like a
1: dream. That's like youth.
0: And I don't know about you, but I I find myself going like, please, God, like I will appreciate the mundane, (laughs) normal health of me not having a – ailment that's kind of how i feel about the period known i think as the dark ages when we weren't releasing sad boys and people were dming us about bringing (laughs) back the podcast for a year and a half i forgot that that happened because now that we're doing the podcast i like totally forgot that was a thing but man that was annoying actually (laughs) it was (laughs) because it hurt
1: to not be making it
0: it hurt to not be making it and it also hurt to like need to explain why it wasn't happening because it was always a complicated answer and it was like the short answer was we were not in the space to be making it but the long answer was very logistics oriented
1: there's not much of a narrative to it in 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 a pretty uninteresting way like there's not even like a big explosion as to why it's i mean i suppose the closest thing to an interesting why not was me moving to la but that didn't that that was a good few months after yeah like four months
0: it's kind of like one of those like snooze button things where we were like Oh, we'll do the show in person again because we couldn't possibly do it remotely, and that has proven to be true. Mm. And yeah, so I, I completely forgot the period of our lives where we weren't doing the show. In- but it had existed previously. So yeah. what's also cool is that there are people who listened to it back then who are now like graduating high school or some shit or like...
1: Yeah, with through- children.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. It's also weird to me when people go back and binge the podcast because they end up knowing the show better than I do because I barely remember the 2017 version of the-, of the pod.
1: I struggle to retain some in-jokes with... What were once and continue to be extremely close friends. I <laughs> I remember Justin that like stuck in my brain because it it, yeah, it was referenced that. 250 times, including by <laughs> us. <ass>. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> uh, wait, no, this is how bad I am at it because there's a little delay. There's like a couple weeks after the episode we record and the episode comes out depending on the urgency of the episode. Now I forgot about Cool Jordan two weeks after I did it. Oh really? And they somebody hit me up about uh the Sabrina episode when it came out and they were like, Hey, dude. Cool, Jordan's back at it again. I was like, "That's really nice." If you just say that, I'm cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like what. What's funny about it to me is that I there's a cool Jarvis character in the world of my YouTube videos that That's has exact that has exactly the same the same shtick. So it's like it's like uh, uh, one Chad a, boys, yeah, Chad boys. Ooh, Cool Jarvis and Cool Jordan in the same, what is this, a crossover episode?
1: We would kill each other. It would be a singularity.
0: That's true. Jordan, we've got a lot to talk about today. I don't want this to be just like a State of the Union episode or something, because we'll get to everything in due time. But I do want to hear what's up with your computer, because I shipped it off, I think, last Friday. Mm -hmm. And there's a tracking number. And I... Picked you up know, by
1: notoriously efficient uh, company, FedEx.
0: Yeah, Federal Express. What happened? What's the deal? It's uh, it's it's the trash. Or I was going to call it the trash update. Damn. <laughs> That's uh, roasting your computer. <laughs> it, it, it technically right now is trash. Jordan's PC update. It's an update for a PC. <laughs> owned by it Jordan. shipped across so I guess, the
1: Give it a tariff. <laughs> a lot of logistics. And surprising expenses that make no sense. Later, it arrives, big old box. Kind of see it right there. Is that in the crop? Well, you know, no flex, but I do own a box. And uh, very well packed. Thank you so much, Jarvis. Very efficient. Comes fully structured. I get that graphics card back in. Everything's working. Very proud of myself. I did spend an hour unable to figure out why it wouldn't turn on. Put all the same switch ports back in, only to. Tilt the computer slightly and realize that the a big portion of the power was not plugged in. Ah, Uh, but that's I don't have a CS degree, so I I don't you know I don't know you have to plug things in in order for them to be powered. And I, because I prayed, you know, I got my acoustic out. (laughs) I I spoke to him capital
0: H. <laughs> capital h uh. with the guitar though you have to god loves an acoustic cover come on bitch i just want to play valiant the valorant <laughs> you, you come shit. on <laughs> come on bitch come that's on, how bitch. that's how every <laughs> that's how every that's how the bible starts
1: <laughs> me me leaning down on like it's raining outside my wife has left me my my cop partner has been killed and i'm just leaning down like come on bitch
0: come on bitch
1: <laughs> i pray for anything you big bitch
0: <laughs> Help me come out. on bitch uh, it's like that uh like that freddy krueger character from rick and morty <laughs> you can yeah, run but yeah, you yeah, can't hide <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually
1: just the other night uh me and mel watched freddy vs jason with very little experience mm. with either series let me tell you let me tell you the producers of that movie are very cautious about saving the budget until the last 20 minutes because <laughs> it fucking pops, dude. It's like genuinely, because I was always under the impression like, we'll get a project. I'll pull you into the dream world and then I'll torture you. But like the fight right. does not take place in the dream world. Freddy is pulled out of the dream world and they just beat the shit out of each other for 15 (laughs) full minutes he's like stabbing him and he cuts off his arm and then he uses his arm to beat him and then he tackles him onto like some construction equipment and hits him with that like wrecking ball (laughs) it's just like so good i saw that movie in the
0: theater and i couldn't tell you a single thing about it Uh, because i saw it when it came out i don't know it came out a thousand years ago i was a child i think
1: there's a point that he she kind of tames jason because she's able to enter his dreams for no particular reason, and he, she's just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that you drowned as the boy," because he had a, a, he was, he had a, a facial deformity, and all the kids were bullying him. And then he's coming out of the water, and she grabs his hand, and then when she sees his face, he drops him back in the water. <laughs> he just lets go again. It's such a depressing movie. Uh, very, very um, forgettable. Okay. But RIPC for now. Uh, rest RIPC peace computer. <laughs> RIPC. But. Only a component of PC. I got very, very frustrated and sad. I'll touch on like why it was so frustrating in a sec, which wait, is wait, a little wait. bit more So, sad like, I just want to
0: play back some of the story as I understand it. So, you mm. unbox it previously on previously on uh, RIPC. You unbox it. You figure out how to plug it in with the power cable mm. and stuff. It wasn't turning on, but then you plugged it in, and now it does turn on.
1: It's turning on, I was able to, I, I placed everything back in, including the graphics card, took everything out, put it back in, aside from the motherboard, everything worked. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci main. However, when booting up, I was getting zero image on either of my monitors. I tried a bunch of different mm-hmm. HDMI cables, a bunch of different monitors, a TV. I, I I went back wild and I just couldn't make it work. I'll touch on like the, the why I was so angry about it in a mo. part of which was just we're waiting like two weeks after it was fucking shipped, and despite the fact that it was supposed to be super quick, because FedEx kept cocking up. At one point, they left it in Krakow, and I was like, "Hey, it was it was in my county?" And then you took it to somewhere it had never been before. You, you were like <laughs> to get like let, cultural knowledge, I guess. Let's
0: take it to Poland because <laughs> you it. know that's probably where it got broken too. Because like the reason I shipped it quickly was so that it didn't spend much time in transit. Yeah because that's like where all the shit can go wrong yeah
1: to with notoriously violent people the polish i have no <laughs> the, idea that's a and trip. those motherfuckers
0: hate <laughs> motherboards
1: well, I'll say uh, they are the the CD Project Red, the creator of The Witcher and the upcoming Cyberpunk, are Polish. So I have a mm. lot of uh, unconditional love for them, and I frankly should leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, it does have pictures from the trip. It has a bunch of Polaroids of the Polish kicking its ass. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> uh, if I, wanna, I knew a single trope about Poland, I would say that they put the, like a sauna on the box or something. But I don't know Poland <laughs> at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't know anything about Poland, but uh, uh, they except a, for the, the crack famous out.
1: Polish shepherd's pie.
0: Displate is located in Poland and I did a brand deal with them so that's when I was, two
1: big W's from Displate
0: when I was running When I was running late on delivering my video I kept looking at what time it was in Warsaw and then going well, it's midnight in Warsaw So who's gonna review the video right now?
1: <laughs> Famously inefficient people the Polish uh. when does this I don't know any of this so I don't know if it is racist uh. <laughs> I don't know any of it for sure. And since when since when is uh, ignorance racist? <laughs>
0: Come uh on, also since when is since when is being a nationality a race <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you're right it's fine uh <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, it's actually you're actually right Jarvis. it's good
0: um <laughs> wait so uh, your pc uh there was like a montage my epic gaming pc there was a montage of like dots on a map and and different pins yeah. and in different looking flags. for clues yeah, yeah, down yeah. moriarty Lots of stamps and things from different locations while it was on tour. Your PC, and uh, it arrived.
1: It came to me, and thankfully, in my town, there's a weird, like an uncharacteristic, uh, uncharacteristically high number of computer repair shops. I think because for a town that like does not have like a place where you can buy a like computer, <laughs> like like you couldn't do that independently. That so did you, surprise me. There is a, a fairly large pensioner community and i think they they things break and they get worried but i took it in they gave me a great assessment i don't have to pay anything until they theoretically fix it and they've ordered a new cpu to try out that should work with everything i was like i can just build this i'll just can i just just keep what i have buy a new cpu and stuff and they were like this is a pretty fucking sick epic gamer pc their words not mine and i was like ah okay let's give it another chance they say it looks pretty good They've ordered a piece. It's the countryside. So it does take a calendar year for anything to arrive. So right. the CPU should get there on Monday. They'll try installing it. They say that everything else seems to work. It's just that the CPU is cocked. So it's it's, it's probably like 100 quid and we'll be all set. Cool. When the PC arrives, this is a heads up to everyone. Okay. I have on the stream the other night, I drank a lot of red wine and I made the very clear statement, which I stand by, that we are going to have a celebratory stream that runs like five hours long I'm going to get various friends, including yourself, Jarvis, to call in and congratulate me while I play. Right. And we're going to wrap it up about an hour after that gaming section. We're going to play some Jackbox. We're going to go nuts. I'm going to wrap it up right at the end by creating a song about my, my PC, about my gaming, my Epic gaming Ooh, computer. And it will be like called that. Epic. I like that a lot. For people who've been tuning into the latest streams, we've been improv- we've been doing some like Mark Riboulet, Reggie Watts improvised stream. Uh, we did a vote on what the theming should be, and we ended up with the tone being sad and the topic for the verse. I get one chance to do a verse. Do not miss your chance to blow. I actually, oh, is that my mom's spaghetti? For fuck's sake.
0: (laughs) God damn it.
1: Yet again. Didn't even eat it. She spilled it on me. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to take one shot of tequila. You only get one shot sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait. can i miss my chance to blow Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. more spaghetti mother <laughs> i've tequila right at the beginning and then we're going to drink by just holding the bottle by hand we're going to knock back a bottle of, of champagne so it should get a little nutty a little bit wild play that a is an
0: absurd plan
1: <laughs> yeah i'm a nasty lad i do i'm dirty like that and much like we did in the last stream i'll be putting post-its on my face for any followers that come up and i'll be writing any new subs on pen on my chest so you know, come along now. Why don't you see? I'll wear this arm- this armor thing. I bought the most gaudy, disgusting uh, suit jacket I've ever seen with vertical gold stripes. We'll be wearing that on the stream. Getting I a little like nasty. That. I'm gonna green screen myself into your apartment. You okay. Know, it'll be a whole thing. Do you
0: need Do you need like a full? I can give you like a bunch of photos that you can make a 3D like a model. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like BDG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah i i gonna set that all up it'll be a whale of a time but i got really yeah it should look it looks like it should be okay i'll stop boring people with logistics and i'll move on to like why i got so sad and angry about it it took like a two days from me a little bit i just got really down about it and i was like why am i being such a brat what is this about and i talked to my friend joel and I, I talked to my mom about it a little bit because i was just stuck in this little depression and they both were calling me and being like what's up because you're all supposed to go to lunch And I I think in part it's ADHD has been rampant lately Mm. uh, because I had not been I'd cut down my Adderall in an attempt to sustain my limited supply because it cost me about 400 to 500 dollars to get it delivered here because it's not made in the UK and they won't give me anything because I can't get a psychiatrist appointment because the world appears to be on fire. I don't know what it's about. Uh, So I I, I wanted to sustain it as long as possible, but I can't. So I've gone back to my old one. It's going to just cutting a third. Uh, going back to my OG, and it's really helping. But prior to that, and even with it, I've just had a complete inability to feel passionate, like really, mm. truly passionate about the things that I'm doing. And I fucking love streaming, and yet when it comes to building out the stream, developing the assets that I need, I'm so blocked by 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 the PC. I just can't. Yeah. I can't do anything with my Mac. There's so little I can do to like really level it up. Yeah. And part of it was that I wanted to feel like yes, I've, I've evolved. It's time. Let's go nuts. Me and Sabrina have DM'd about playing Fall Guys like 15 times. And every time yeah. I'm like, I think it's right around the corner. And then it got delayed again and delayed again. And now I feel a little bit more enthusiastic about it because at least there's a fix coming. But it's it's just one of those. I just want a free win. Like, this isn't free. I built the fucker. I paid like two, I saved up. I paid like two grand a few years ago to get all the pieces. I worked my ass off to build it. And now, because I had the audacity to want to have something I own. It's just like all these logistical hurdles. And I think a big part of the frustration was, this is a little bit of me getting to be back in my life. Yeah. Like, I played with friends on that PC. We, we're we going to play together. I, me and Stan yeah. are going to play together. We and Sabrina are going to play together, Eddie and Gus. There's like all of these opportunities, both for fun and the growth of my stream. And I just can't do it. And something yeah. about being so ungrounded, having nothing in this apartment that is really mine, mine, or mm-hmm. feeling yeah. like I'm putting down roots. It was. I, I realized that it was not literally the PC. It was like the PC just kind of represented this. Yeah, you actually... Deport me all you like, but I'll never stop being epic. <laughs> yeah. This... <laughs> epic till the day that I die, thank you. My steam will come with me.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for the extravaganza of gaming that you're going to do. I would love to be present for a lot of that because uh, I want to yes. play Fall Guys. I want to play Tony Hawk. I want to play all the games. I want to um,
1: play some Bony Hawk. Yeah, I would, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. And now you can break your bones. I like the look of that. Mm. Do, you remember, do you ever play Skate? The skate series,
0: mm, I never owned it because I believe it was an Xbox exclusive at some point, but maybe not I think always. The first one was, yeah, yeah. And then I did, so I didn't have that console, but I played it at like GameStops. I would like play the demo oh, at GameStops yeah. because they the premise of it was that it was more realistic in terms of like the inputs required to do the tricks and stuff, yeah. And it's cool. I mean, if they put another one out, I'd play it. So, Tony Hawk, the remake of Tony Hawk 1 and 2, just came out on. PC and like PS4. I bought it on PC and PS4, by the way. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just I just wanted... (laughs) It was in a fugue state. One day I was on the couch and I was like, my computer is in the other room. I want to play Tony Hawk and I don't want to move very far. So I just bought it.
1: (laughs) I was covered in pieces of my American Express card.
0: I'm excited about it. But one thing I miss, one thing I want is... I miss the, like, GTA elements of, like, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, you know? Yeah. Like, like where you get off your board and you're like, let me do a quest. <laughs> let me fucking do a, like, a fucking <laughs> fetch quest for some old guy.
1: Actually, one thing I kind of want to do with you, I kind of want to play GTA Online, which is not normally something I'm wild about, but I yeah. want to join, like, an RP server. Mm. And just like go into a role playing server, not be like overly trolly or shitty, but just have like I want to experience it. I played on, I've opened for like fifteen minutes and an Overwatch RP server in the past, and it's just sociologically really interesting. <laughs> like I, I just yeah. kind of want to exist in it.
0: Yeah, I I'm down. I, I'm feeling so inspired lately. It's a really good feeling. Yeah? yeah, I mean, well,
1: let's let me ask. I think that's more or less my. There's, there's some other stuff, actually, but like, how was your week? Because we've talked about mm. it a teetsy bit, but I want that juice, yeah. baby.
0: The week, there's some like personal stuff I'm going through that's tough this week, but work-wise, um, feeling pretty inspired, pretty validated. Uh, we talked about it in the Mac episode, but, you know, made the Smart House video And it didn't perform super well, which was to be expected. But then LeVar Burton saw it, and that was cool. Yeah, that's right. And then Steve Blum, the voice of Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, uh, retweeted Mm -hmm. my video for some reason. It's the weirdest crossover in history. But that's like some legendary shit that I'm like, how did I get involved? And then I have just been getting a lot of work validation, which is cool. Even if it's not in the form of views. I had this like very out of body moment where we had a little meeting, like we have a sad boys meeting on Tuesdays just with Jordan and I, and then a couple of the people who help us do the show. And it was very like, it was a very cool feeling because it was like, oh, it's all my friends and we're making stuff that we like. And we're just like talking about making stuff that we like and that was yeah. that was fun it's like a it's kind of well, a dream we, it's
1: been like a very logistically focused process for a little while and i think the mission at least in even independently of sad boys is like can we just have like a little little family of creator boys and friends yeah and yeah yeah can we just bring get anastasia darren and tyler to join our family and just make stuff collectively and talk more even yeah. outside of just sad boy stuff.
0: It's also so cool that like everyone's like working on I mean, except for Tyler, who's just like getting married or some shit. Yeah. Every or like, <laughs> you know, Selfish. shooting like weddings and stuff and just being, yeah, a photographer and videographer. He's, and stuff. he's
1: obsessed with marriage, dude.
0: It's crazy. He loves his wife so He's he like, gets Jets the rapper. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. He's gonna put out a pretty underwhelming album about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But great mixtapes. Oh, killer. But uh, you know, Darren's like getting featured on like Spotify playlists, editor's choice things and stuff is so sick. And then like Anastasia's Dunktown podcast, shout out to Dunktown, is doing super well. And it's just like, I'm excited to see my friends thriving and succeeding. And I really just want to have an environment where, you know, our friends can like make stuff. And yeah, that's fun. And yeah, just generally, uh, this week has been good. I watched a bunch of... I just want to give a shout out to Brian David Gilbert. I think I'm in love with this man and his content. If you haven't heard of Brian David Gilbert, he is a video producer for Polygon and he does a, he does like a streaming variety show he also does a series called unraveled which is my favorite thing ever to exist i bought three green screens that are showing up tomorrow because i was so inspired by unraveled
1: he's also a very sweet boy
0: yeah he seems so nice and he's he always includes good hot takes in his content which i which i appreciate
1: and with just like an insane he makes really high concept videos yeah sometimes months of planning in advance like he or a, a year. mustache for an entire season of the show and yeah. then ended that season with a video that could only work because he had it
0: like one of his videos he he doesn't like know anything about halo but then read every halo novel over the course of a calendar year and that was a commitment that i it's just like dear god man you could get this yeah. many views doing one percent of the amount of work that you're doing but it's just like i just appreciate the craft so much and I love
1: when there's a clip of him talking with his like a little insight into the polygon work culture and how outside of it he has to be to make videos <laughs> like that like they'll play like they play a cyberpunk uh, like role cyberpunk TTRPG 2020 campaign. yeah and every now and then he's he's just like uh that's like his involvement and then you get a screenshot of his slack and it's like, is everybody ready for the weekly? And he's like, I just finished this chapter of the
0: Halo novel. <laughs> yeah, Do you guys yeah, think yeah. Waluigi's sexy? Yeah, it's it's great. I also love the bits that he does where it's very work culture. It's very much for me, like slacking his co-workers about things. <laughs> it's just like very, it like takes me back oh to God. Patreon.
1: If he was writing his bits in Asana, I'd not, like that would be the last mm. thing that I could really fall in love with. Yeah, I know. So this is- uh, He's also, this- we don't know Brian. No. But- dream guest
0: yeah I was going to say this is a this is a public call out Brian David Gilbert (laughs) we here at Sad Boys formally invite you to guest on the Sad Boys podcast a comedy podcast about feelings we're a fan of your work Jordan's a fan and
1: we'll take it as a personal affront if you don't
0: yeah we will be personally offended Mm. that's all Anyway, best love. Um, I love becoming obsessed with, like, a creator and just, like, feeling really inspired. I love it when people remind <laughs> me of, like, making stuff being fun. That's, like, a great energy to be around. Now I'm standing uh, on my uh, standing desk now. We're we're, we're standing boys. No yeah, people were surprised that I,
1: the, the whatever the last one, two, three, go video we did was. Some people were surprised that I was tall. I'm like, you think I'll be this fucking lanky? And I don't get that as well. What kind of karmic... Was yeah, I was would, I a like, serial killer in my last life? That would be such yeah. a crazy punishment.
0: Yeah, also I'm not that tall. I'm just, you know, like Jordan's taller than I am.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. and stronger and better and cooler. That's true. But, but that right. doesn't mean you're not strong, better, and cool. You're not, but you can imagine how you could be. That's like uh, putting on a pair of AirPods and then picking up a Grammy.
0: And then peeing in said Grammy and putting it in the toilet. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Kanye West. Let's uh, it again. throw it over to our Kanye segment. Why is everybody so
1: Kanye, Kanye, to,
0: Kanye? to Kanye? Why is everybody so Kanye to Kanye? <laughs> I want to say a few things about Kanye. One, we like Kanye West. We're fans of him. When we joke about Kanye's tweets or Kanye's antics, we're not making light of his bipolar disorder or of any manic episodes. We're laughing with Kanye. When Kanye makes a joke, mm. we point at said joke and go, "Nice one, Kanye." We don't go, it, "Look this, at this crazy man."
1: This is certainly not a well. I can't be racist. I have black friends. I myself am a bipolar lad. Yeah, I think there is a danger in assuming that any kind of eccentric behavior by Kanye is just his me- issues with his mental health. Kind of robs yeah. him of the ability to be fun or, or to be period.
0: fun. Yeah, it's like it's like let's not pretend that. Everything this man does is an expression of his bipolar disorder. Like, yeah. let him be he's a He's like person. either
1: reading a book in a tree or he's crazy. That's yeah, like yeah, his yeah. two statuses.
0: It's like Kanye has always been self-aware. He's always been goofy. It's been, it's a consistent it's element. It's been a consistent <sighs> element of his art. The example that I gave to someone today or the other day was like in... You know, Diamonds from Sierra Leone. I believe it's the first one and not the remix, but it could be the remix. I can I, I never remember the verses, but he's like, uh, he's talking about how at the VMAs or whatever, Alicia Keys tried to talk some sense in him. 30 minutes later seeing there's no convincing him. I'm you Axe-Foe, the international asshole. Who complains about what he is old and throw a tantrum like he is three years old. You gotta love it though. Somebody still speaks from his soul. It's like, he's calling himself a child. He knows he's got <laughs> antics.
1: I just want to separate us from some recent Kanye behavior. I think his, his oh. endorsement of Donald Trump and, and oh. Donald, Donald Trump's ideology and then shooting for president is pretty fucking abhorrent. Yeah. But, yes. So, again, doesn't rob him of other things.
0: Yeah, this is all in the context of our bit, keep doing that Kanye, which is Mm. uh, a reference to the things that Kanye should continue doing, which is joking lightheartedly, and the uh, the stuff that he should not be doing, which is running for president. Though his recent antics are, look, he tweeted a hundred times in an hour, so I'm not super up to speed with Kanye's tweets at the current moment, but my understanding is that he's arguing that he wants to create a transparent, like startup incubator for music, similar Mm to Y Combinator and he then proceeded to tweet his entire music contract with Universal. Wait, um, really? I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally tweeted page by page images of his contract. I downloaded like the whole thing. I know someone else is <laughs> gonna chronicle it, but I was like, look, I'm gonna-
1: <laughs> You might be the hero we need.
0: Yeah, it's just like, I just think it's super interesting. Like he's saying good things cause he's talking about how artists are taken advantage of by record companies. It's about valid point. in a
1: position to Put that on full display, full transparency with relatively little consequence. Like, either Universal is going to be a little lenient because they don't want to lose Kanye, or yeah. he has to pay some fees that he can afford.
0: Yeah. Also, I do want to backtrack and say that, like, I by no means am co-signing any of Kanye's like legitimately harmful behavior.
1: But please keep but, doing this over here. But please Kanye. keep doing
0: this over here and it's also a complicated situation because you know, I have a lot of like I grew up listening to Kanye's music. I was a big fan of him. I for a long time was a Kanye apologist. No longer consider myself a Kanye apologist because I think that like some of his behavior is, you know, you can't you can't sort of explain it away. But I do a hope for a future where kanye is not where he's shaking things up in a healthy way and not in a way that like genuinely harms people that's kind of the the impetus behind the keep doing that kanye thing anyway
1: we have him of on one of those you know weird kid leashes that some parents will have if they're walking in like uh because they don't want the kid to wander into yeah. traffic they got one of those little leashes and the kid's yeah. like looking at a jack in the box and is yeah. in, intrigued by the colors of walking in. it's like no come look at this thing over yeah here. it's like come you over like here this toy, right,
0: come over here, Kanye, put down the beer, Kanye. We've had yeah. a year, Kanye,
1: <laughs> I miss the old version of Kanye minus some of the choices that he made relative yeah. to that period of time,
0: yeah, I miss the Kanye, not the Grammy p Kanye, oh yeah, oh, Kanye did
1: yeah.
0: he did kind of uh he not kind of he tweeted a video of <laughs> one of his Grammys in the toilet while he was peeing into it. So he's With an
1: excellent caption.
0: What did he say? Like, it never stops? It's like, or something telling, like trust that? me,
1: I'm not going to stop.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, do you mean, what? what is this in reference to? Are you very, very hydrated? I think that, like, is he going to keep peeing forever? It almost was a perfect loop. So, like, he needed a few, like, mm. pointers from the Vine community uh, to, to turn <laughs> but that But he shit. also
1: needed to keep moving because he had 999 other tweets to put out. He had a
0: lot of other tweets to put out. But anyway, I don't know. Kanye is a very complicated figure in our society. But while he has the megaphone that he has, I think it's interesting to discuss him. I think that there are far more problematic people that we could be discussing that I don't want to discuss. But Kanye, like, I can't help but feel like while he is hardheaded, his heart is in the right place. You know what I mean? And that's something yeah. that, like... And it's, like, maybe that's my... Maybe it's, like, you know, I'm an apologist for, like, a problematic relative or
1: a something. A small confirmation bias because we would yeah. both love for that to be the case and for, like, yeah. that to be... A, have you watched the uh, Letterman interview on Letterman's Netflix show with him?
0: I haven't, actually. That's... I've seen that for a rainy day for whatever reason.
1: No, I know exactly what you mean. That was, that was when I engaged with it. I was feeling a little nostalgic and I sort of... My, my hope was I could <laughs> deter my pessimism around Kanye. I could, like temper that a little bit so that maybe hey maybe you've, i can even listen to college dropout again and have the yeah, same as my head before yeah and well yeah that's a big part of it late registration was an essential album to me that, that came at a mm. point where i had like such a huge complex about whether i was allowed to be black yeah. You know what I mean? Whether I whether I had maintained my black card. Because I hadn't got my melanin injections yet. Well, I, I wasn't well, sure if it counted. And,
0: and, and you clearly haven't gotten them in a while because you're looking like a ghost, man. <laughs> Thank you,
1: dude. I'm afraid,
0: dude. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh,
1: but yeah, I, I, that, that interview is enlightening. It's also very insightful as to his self-awareness regarding his mental health. I think he's yeah. far more aware of it than most are. He makes this great offhanded crack with like, with like perfect delivery where he just goes... And the media, when you're, you're struggling with that, some people might refer to it as chaotic. <laughs> or like somebody, he uses like some of the key phrases that yeah, tabloid yeah, yeah, journalism yeah. always uses. And there's like a big puff of, it's great. Kim's yeah. in the audience, I think. It's just like this really, really healthy approach. It's an yeah. environment he's clearly comfortable in. And then in the last... 15 minutes, I mean, it's an hour-long interview, with, with which also has, like, these little interstitials where Letterman is, like, looking at... It. He's at his house and they're going through his shoe collection and, like, he's, like, a, a big kid in some ways and it's kind of fun and endearing. And I really started to, I felt for the guy in ways I didn't even know I could, especially from a relatability standpoint. And then oh, they no. talk about policy oh, just no. at the end. And it's oh, really... No. Because it comes from a... Um, the problem is is that he's he's co-signing a philosophy that he doesn't know is tricking him he is he he is not insincere he's not the historical classical leading class of republican where they barely believe any of the things that they're espousing but it benefits them on a financial or cultural level yeah or, or maintains a power structure where they're comfortable most of those fuckers don't fucking it, believe in or push down a woman's right to choose. They give a shit about abortion. It means yeah, nothing yeah, to them. Yeah. They, well, that, they just. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just realized that evangelicals,
0: perform. like, well, that's the thing with abortion. It's like they only started caring about abortion when they were losing enough of their base. Yeah, they were losing enough of their, yeah. their base that, like, they needed to bring in evangelicals. And that's, like, the biggest evangelical. They
1: need the like, constituency to stick. reinforce yeah. the laws exactly. that benefit them. Yeah. And Kanye engages with those laws and policies in a really sincere way yeah. and it's different it's like watching somebody on punk not realize it's a joke even when ashton kutcher comes out yeah and i i agree still, with that. still upset that part is really really hard and it it does rob a little bit of the weight from it not necessarily yeah. because it's like news but yeah. i think the 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 veil that he was looking at it through or the lens he was using i found super demoralizing partially yeah. because it it hit me as a god kanye truly is in many many ways in in, when it comes to aesthetics and i don't just mean visuals i mean like tonal philosophical aesthetics and uh lyricism and i don't know like academics like it's not necessarily traditional academics but his way of the way he retains information and processes it is very unique the art that he makes as a result is very unique fascinating influential seeing him be sucked in by that ideology designed to trick him and designed to marginalize the community he thinks it's it's empowering yeah is it's kind of like intellectually insulting like i see that and i'm just like "Like, this guy's dumb like this guy's dumb and when i felt excited about it being intelligent and being like oh i aspire to this level of like aesthetic design i'd love to make merch that was that fucking cool and then all of a sudden it's like i don't know man it's, it's like if I, like, met Bill Nye and then he was suddenly like, you know, you know I, I'm against the, all this flat earth stuff and everything. But if you had about Gamergate and <laughs> just be yeah. like, oh, damn, Bill, you yeah. ruined it. Yeah. You ruined you.
0: It's interesting because I was a big fan also, like, college dropout Lee registration. I can still listen to them to this day because it kind of, like, it's it's sort of trapped in time in a way that, like, doesn't kind of like future things that happened don't count in, in those albums. But yeah, it's like pretty upsetting. I had Yeezys and I like sold them because I like didn't wanna kind of oh, do really? like publicly like supporting him. It's such a tricky, it's so hard. I agree that he's, Troubled in his ways, but I also agree that he is smart, and I also think that it's like I just don't know what the answer is only only he does yeah i don't I don't even know like what what there is what there is to say but but you can uh, say
1: with confidence whether he's super super aware of it and sees that it benefits him or it's giving yeah. him exposure or whatever it's amoral it's yeah. it, what he's doing is immoral and i don't uh, I don't believe that ignorance is the excuse for it, nor is yeah. the quality of your mental health. I think it can be uh, certainly a reason behind why you're expressing it in the way you're expressing it, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's fucked up and it's okay for it to be yeah. fucked up pretty consistently. Yeah. You know, um you know Killer Mike, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. part of Run the Jewels independent yeah. artist. He is super vocal about his support of gun ownership. Mm. And his rationale behind it is that. And it's, like, not a crazy one. Dude's from Atlanta, so I imagine you, you know some of the culture or relate to it to a degree. He does not trust the institution to protect him from yeah. cops, from home yeah. invaders, from yeah. the broader racist uh, Georgian community. He wants to own a fucking gun. He wants to shoot people that make him feel endangered. If somebody comes into his house, he wants to shoot them with a gun. And it's, like, yeah. not... A crazy argument. It's yeah. more the, the like the broader impact of it. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, man. I. But if we can reduce the idea that that person coming into your house has a gun, and we can give you like a katana blade instead or something we we reduced school shootings by like 9.9% so like yeah.
0: yeah yeah and it's also like yeah it's like none of these figures are without their issue as well like even killer mike but so it's, it's a hard line to toe because you don't want to completely like write someone off any any person like who didn't deserve it right like you you don't want to yeah. just like completely dismiss someone it's kind of hard to have a nuanced dialogue about things like, like a thing that I noticed, like Killer Mike and Kanye doing, but Kanye more specifically is like engaging earnestly on ideas that are not, it's like whether or not he's being tricked, he's engaging earnestly on harmful ideas that should not be given the time of day to, to be engaged with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's, I think that's part of the problem like kind of is like a little bit in this boat but like the black trump supporters who were like i haven't experienced racism or something like that like it's like you're kind of yeah. like people who are like denying they're kind of playing into other people's narratives that don't actually benefit them it's probably how a lot of like the black community and how a lot of people like felt about politics and stuff when i was growing up it's like everybody kind of says the right thing but behind your back like every politician is saying the right thing but then when you look at the policy like someone will say to your face that they're doing xyz but then in reality they're contradicting your best interest or they're sort of not acting in your best interest and you have to do a lot more work to get to the bottom of what's actually going on and it can make people very like disillusioned with the system
1: i think there is a Stockholm Syndrome component. There's no bipartisan cooperation, you just keep getting marginalized by the same people. I imagine it would be very, very gratifying in some cases to be like, okay, fucking, I'm on your side then. Uh, subjugate other people of my community. But like, like there's a, a, a small but very vocal contingent of trans YouTubers that support like Jordan Peterson and the incel community or Trump's base. And I think there is a, a comfort most likely in performing to that expectation like there is a comfort in being yo i'm the one black friend of a republican and fucking he loves me as a result because he needs me i i provide a service and i thus feel a little safer because you know i've got al-qaeda's on my side so they're not going to kill me that kind of like sensation and i i don't believe that that works at all I think yeah. it, it benefits them temporarily, but as soon as their base is secure and they're in power again, they'll, they don't give a shit about you. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not an issue for four years. I sympathize a lot. I, I don't think um, I've experienced plenty of racism in the area I com- currently am now. But when I was in the U.S., I don't think I was ever at risk because I was proportionally because I was just on the West Coast and in tech yeah don't get me wrong there's there's racism in its own way in tech but i never felt like i was in in physical danger so it's very easy for me to lean back and go like don't have any fucking guns dude don't have any fucking guns and don't do this stuff and and you know whatever i understand the instinct
0: yeah it's interesting it's a very hard issue right because i feel like you end up in this like chicken and egg problem because of like the you know no one should have guns but the people that are allowed to have guns and enforce these laws or whatever enforce order quote unquote with guns are act are not trustworthy so then like why would you relinquish your means of defending yourself if the people who are allowed to bear arms or the people who are you know supposed to be enforcing rule of law are are bearing arms but you can't in good faith believe that they have your best interest at heart and could actively harm you because you have lots of evidence to support that then like, yeah. why would you relinquish your means of your means of defending yourself? Like, I get I get it. It's it's a it's a hard because it's like I am I am not, you know, pro gun in any way. But I, I can see why an individual will have a, per, a certain perspective. You know what I mean?
1: Certainly. Yeah. And I'm so, so many miles away from growing up with gun culture, quite yeah. literally, like geographically. I was far away yeah. from that. And I there's like a very light one in the countryside where I grew up because there's gun ownership for farmers say and the yeah. regulation is pretty light so they don't necessarily have any kind of license or justification for it it's just that there's an yeah. abundance of unregistered guns and you know whatever you can have a double barrel yeah. shotgun to get off my land. well they don't sound like that bizarrely. They don't sound like <laughs> southern americans yeah get off me land or i'll put i'll put a slug right in your bloody chest get mate me. <laughs>
0: get off me land
1: i want to throw something to you okay? well wait wait, 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 wait. I, let me no, let me
0: let me add just a little bit of flavor text to this discussion flavor away So I went to school in Atlanta, and I met a lot of people from the South. I grew up in the South also.
1: Did you meet more people once you moved?
0: I would say yes, because I lived in kind of a bubble, like a liberal bubble in Gainesville, Mm -hmm. Florida, because it was like a college town. There are so many people who I went to college with who were – because I think I've always had my viewpoints more or less – but there were so many people who were like pro gun and pro this and pro that, and also so willing to have all these arguments about it, you know, like to to sort of take you to task on if you, you know, I know a guy who I would consider a friend who was like very conservative, like politically. It was a big hunting guy and a big gun guy. And we went to college from together. From Atlanta? He's from Texas. And he works in tech. Like he work, he's like he works at a big tech company and has a, like a good job and is very like smart. And you know, we have the same education and all this stuff. But from his like sort of upbringing, it was very conservative on some of these issues like gun control and stuff. There's always this cognitive dissonance for me because there's nothing wrong with the guy. And I think that the guy is like a perfectly good dude. To his credit, he is a very open-minded person, right? Like, it's like I, I went to India with this guy for a wedding. I, you know, it's like he has friends of various cultures and is always like eager to engage in the culture and learn more about people's experiences. And he's never wronged me in any way. But I, I I, realized that like, as I became a little bit more lucid as an adult, more so than when I was like 18, 20 years old, it became harder for me to square other stuff that comes with conservatism in America. It's just this weird thing where I'm just like, I don't think anything that you have done or said is wrong. But because of what you value and care about, like you're definitely like, don't take my guns, liberals or whatever, or you're posting about silencers and magazines and things like that. And he knows a lot about guns. It's hard for me to understand how you can't put those interests aside because in order to get what you want selfishly, it comes at the oppression and harm of so many people in groups. Like, because to support the people who support your hobbies, who who will support legislation that supports your hobbies, you have to support people who are actively disenfranchising people and who actively like want to harm people who don't share the same values as them. And that's where it's like, you know, hold the phone. You know what I mean? It's like I can't. Yeah. I think like the way that I square it in my head, and I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but like- No, please. The way that I square it in my head is like, they probably don't feel the the sort of downstream harm that is caused by them supporting the people who like support a lot of the like less harmful ideas that they value. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. So it's like, I can understand if you're like essentially ignorant to this- At a certain point, it's hard for me to understand how like you make that logical leap, like how you support, you know, ideas that you support knowing that it comes with, you know, supporting that baby coming with all the, you know, like the the harm that comes with it.
1: Don't get me wrong. I think there's some value in exploring bipartisanship, but I think bipartisanship, especially in the U.S., is broken. There is the right, the U.S. right. The more right you go, it's authoritarianism. There's Nazism in it. it, 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 it to the degree yeah. where it's almost devalued the argument. It's like, no, it's not time for a, a kumbaya conversation with the Third Reich. It just is beyond forgiveness, you know? It's, it's, yeah. And it's patronizing to both parties to treat it as though it's anything but atrocious. It, it devalues the actual potential value of debate. It's very, it's I, I know I rant on him all the time, but like Ben Shapiro's entire aesthetic is and same thing to like Paul, Joseph, Watson, all those guys. Debate me. Debate me. Like, de- like, prof- like school debate. It's not yeah. actual philosophy or intellect. It's just the sport of it. Change yeah. my mind. Liberals and Snowflakes, change my mind. It's the indulgence and the fun of the conflict. And mm-hmm. that's not bipartisanship. The idea of just arguing with somebody, that's not bipartisanship. That's indulgence. You enjoy doing it. If, something, if that kind of conversation makes you a wreck, then it's not actually... Yeah, to inform people. And I think there's a blocker for me, as with Kanye, as with the last 15 minutes of that interview, there is a blocker in for me to be close to someone and for me to really want to spend time with them or to think about them too much. I have to respect them. And while I I certainly had people argue that there's something like this should remove all respect, you can respect independent pieces of them. If I hear somebody say, I am, in, in, in so many words, I'm willing and able to put clear unacceptable behavior somebody especially if they're willing to admit that there is a a massive hazard in not enforcing gun control if that genuinely does result in school shootings i can't respect somebody that can compartmentalize that not just because i think it's horrendous in that case but it also says to me if i was dating somebody like that it would say to me outright this person will probably cheat on me they just yeah. will. It's very easy for them to lie to themselves or to indulge in things yeah. that they know are wrong. This person, man, this person could be violent because them believing something doesn't mean they put it into practice or they have the yeah. the capacity that I genuinely just like cannot even imagine, which is to put away something so much more harmful for your own benefit. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. I do selfish shit. I believe that I, I'm not very good at recycling, right? I should probably do that. It's relatively little work. People will argue the efficacy of it. Industrial waste does so much more. Sure, but it's it's no work yeah. and why not do it? However, me not doing that, I believe, doesn't like create a social and emotional standard where I can then say, well, yeah, but I wanted to kill him. I was really angry. So the guy I killed, it just doesn't matter. that. the 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 knock-on effect of being willing and able to compartmentalize fucked up shit removes my ability to respect and if i can't respect someone i just don't really want to get lunch with them
0: (sighs) yeah like i think one thing that kind of seems like to play into the compartmentalization or the capacity to do that is uh the very individualistic culture of america yeah you see this with covid stuff you know like when I went to Japan for the first time, I was so surprised to see people wearing masks regularly, and this is in like 2014 yeah. or whatever. And I was like, what, "What? Does everybody have like some sort of contagion <laughs> situation?" But Cowards. then it's like, and then it's like, "Oh no, these people just have a cold. They want to protect." the people around them
1: with a tiny inconvenience yeah yeah with like, a tiny like with a tiny inconvenience. inconvenience
0: and then you sort of fast forward to america experiencing stuff with masks where it's like people are marching through target proudly professing that they're not going to wear a mask because of whatever they're telling themselves. The only thing that makes sense to me is that like the culture of America doesn't, like the sort of Kool-Aid that we're drinking is not very, very much about the community. And that's what what kills me is that like, I mean, literally it could. <laughs> it's super ups- upsetting because I don't know the solution to that. I don't know how to teach empathy to all of the people that lack it right now. Yeah. And there's, don't get me wrong, there's like
1: a pretty cogent argument that, hey, it's not our job to educate, but it kind of fucking is. Because, that or what? Or what's the alternative? Other than pushing back against those kind of, what I would consider to be fucked up ideologies. What, 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 what are we doing? What's the strat here? Is yeah. the strat to just take the break, is to take a step back? I believe that that should be the right thing. Yeah. yeah I don't think it's fair that we have to push back and i I say we not as in we've got this platform we've got to save America. I mean we as a as a people yeah uh, you and me as a as people of color, you and me are as people of what we believe to be politically responsible yeah. and politically ethical yeah. you and me as people in part that do have a platform you especially you have a very significant platform, and I think Another thing that creators, unfortunately, are able to do is compartmentalize the thing that they're saying for self-indulgence into, eh, you know, I'm just seeing it. I'm just yeah. saying a thing. I'm just, It's just a little, tiny little bit of transphobia. Like, whatever. But the knock-on effect of 500,000 people watching a video where you dead named somebody, even by accident, quote accident, you could edit that out. You could fix yeah. that. You're clearly not aware of it or care enough to be aware of it. Yeah. Is... Let's say, rule of large numbers, 0.5% of the people watching it consider themselves to be uh, somewhere else on the gender binary. Now they feel bad. Now you made yeah. a bunch of feel people feel bad, and you showcased, like, what they, fuck it, at least a portion of those people probably idolize you. Yeah. And you fucked it up for somebody that idolized them. That's a scab, you know? That's an emotional scab that will leave a tiny scarf forever. Yeah. All for the... I don't know right to enjoy your joke or script a little more
0: yeah and that's like why it's bittersweet when I get a dm from someone that's like I got a dm today somebody was like hey uh, I'm a trans man like it means a lot that you have your like as a cishet guy it means a lot that you have your pronouns in your bio and I'm like you know, you're welcome. It's the least I can do. But it also sucks that like, that that's not a thing that you can just expect. Because like, if we live in a culture where someone by simply living their life and trying to like, be true to their own identity is expecting to be oppressed, that sucks, you know? Yeah. You know, especially being, being black in this country, there's like a lot of, a lot of stuff there And just like so many artifacts of the the past that, you know, like if someone tells me that systemic racism doesn't exist, I can't not think you're dumb because it's as if you're telling me that the earth is flat. Like there is so much evidence to the contrary, and yet you're still choosing to believe this because it makes you more comfortable and you're not listening to the large the large majority of people who are actively in pain telling you that like you're hurting them sometimes literally saying that they can't breathe. And yet you persist with your oppression because it makes you feel powerful. How weak do you have to be? How intellectually
1: to, lazy
0: are you? Intellectually and also just like morally bankrupt and weak do you have to be to like need to feel powerful by oppressing others. Mm. Like that's that's true weakness to me. The fact that you can only feel strong If you're doing things that, like, a toxic culture has told you make you big and strong, it's like I always like when people are like, like, say this shit to me, it's like, if I want to trigger them or whatever, it's like, dude, guess what? I'm like rich and famous and smart and everyone loves me and I'm weak by your standards and you hate yourself and you hate and you don't have people that love you. How bad does it suck to like have joined this team and just fucking dig your feet in on this nonsense it's just like i
1: mean only creates like the the gambling fallacy like a, a, another confirmation bias. Like, well, I, I'm, I'm gonna need some some value out of this situation. So maybe if I hate outwardly a little more, it'll bring yeah. some value in.
0: Also, just real quick disclaimer, I'm uh, not rich or famous. Uh, I just like, that's <laughs> an exaggeration when I wanna put someone down who is uh, you know, being toxic.
1: Receipts available. It, and I, I don't even know,
0: say it yeah. out loud. I usually just say it in my head. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, I think part of that is why I don't want to spend the energy because you would still feel bad about that irrationally and oh, I would still purpose? feel bad about that because these people yeah, are not yeah yeah changing
0: because it's not because uh, doing something like that externally to someone isn't who I am nor do I think it's productive. It's it's me playing it's me taking the bait and playing into someone else's game and it doesn't serve anyone except for my own ego. So why do I need to make myself feel strong? By putting someone else down. So that's why I don't actually say that, because it's exactly the same playbook that these other people are doing. And if I do, if I ever like do wade into that playbook, it's not, I mean, I'm human and it's nothing I'm trying to trying to do. But the other thing is I can see the option. You know what I mean? I can see like the the fork in the road where it's like, well, you can do the thing that's easy. And toxic, where you just like sort of like sort of puff up your chest and try to like look strong or scare someone off, scare off a a predator or whatever. Like, oh, I'm actually big and strong. Didn't you notice? Or you can I don't know think for a second and not stoop to that to that level. I don't know. I don't
1: know, man. I'm sure that maybe there's there's one or two people in here who have at least at least lightly play in the the what what do they call themselves the uh intellectual elite or whatever the the youtube gamergate supporting incel red pill aesthetic kind of good good lord we're
0: we're uh, we're uh ruffling (laughs) all the feathers yeah
1: yeah yeah. uh well i say this not with a i don't want to fight or debate you i'm not interested in your ideology just as you could be disinterested in my own whatever let's yeah let's do our own thing because i don't believe that you're going to change your opinion so i'm not i'm not seeking it you do you i guess the thing that I find so painful, and painful really is the expression, because it's it's the sensation of wanting to help someone, or at least wanting to present an opportunity to feel less pain, and instead see somebody continue to shoot themselves in the foot. But purely because they think that shooting themselves in the foot is going to bring them fulfillment, and the less and less it does that, the more, more and more they shoot themselves in the foot, because they've subscribed to the idea that it's going to make them feel better. I... I want to reach out ever so briefly, and I've expressed this on the podcast before, but I think I want to say it quite often, is if you have a very strict ideology that you've learned from, let's let's just call it academics or uh, personalities, influences in your, your realm of influence, go ahead and examine those beliefs, especially ones that push back aggressively against what we would call pretty widely held facts, a la the shape of the globe or the shape of a mask wear it please put it on your nose <laughs> or the shape of a gun on your body if you happen to hold or uh, i mean a really common one is the in, <laughs> the inherent evil and importance of power structures power structures have to exist and women have a chemical evil within them and must be Ugh. controlled if you happen to subscribe to something like that even a slightly lighter one just take a second step back and go do the ideas that i subscribe to make me feel better is it safer. yeah
0: is it because i have my own insecurities and these mm. kind of wash away any is that a responsibility that i have
1: yeah. What is, what is strange? Because it's not convenient for us to want the earth to be round. <laughs> it's not It's not yeah. convenient for us to believe that the planet is fucking on fire. That doesn't yeah. do anything for me. I would love to go to bed and not worry about that. I would yeah. love to ha- think about the idea of having kids and not imagine how the hell they're going to survive in the smog fueled yeah. post-war nuclear hellscape that they're most likely going to be in.
0: Yeah. But
1: I I'm not allowed to, on a moral and academic level, ignore it. And it's fucking lazy to. It's indulgent and lazy to. And if you happen to be in a situation, you happen to be an incel, quite literally an involuntary celibate, and you are seeking love and affection, physical affection, emotional security, of course you're going to sign up to the idea that there's a reason outside of luck and you that it's not
0: happening. It's so crazy too, Yeah. It's so crazy that like, cause it's like, I remember like being a kid who was like, man, nobody likes me. Yeah. And it's like, it's like being friend zoned. It's just like imagining again, that fork in the road where I'm like, maybe the reason that people aren't interested in me romantically is random chance or a misreading of the situation. You could not I could have not thought people were interested in me because I was bad at reading the cues the of of someone taking interest in me, you know? And so I'm like believing a narrative about myself and my own life that isn't true. But then there's the alternative that's like, "No, I want the sex now. The reason I can't have it is because women are bad." Yeah. It's like God, it's, What
1: that's that was a quick solution. That it was a, yeah, sentence, wow. So and I can easy. Feel better wow. About it.
0: And it's like, but it's like, bro, it's not even that you've done anything wrong necessarily. It could just be random chance, or it could be that you're misreading shit, or it could be that you have stuff to improve on. But then like digging in your feet into the women are bad camp is what will guarantee that you don't get what you want. <laughs>
1: Worst case scenario.
0: It's like, I just don't, I just, ah how how it's crazy
1: we, there's definitely a camp of people that will hate you and unconditionally and if you were bullied it's because the bullies were shitty unconditionally but we're over here keep doing this kanye come on over to this side. if you're yeah. looking for support and feel like you're not being uh, welcomed into a community of people that may have i mean we're going to reference romantic interest because fucking they call themselves incels like this it's really hard to avoid that that's one of the major motivating factors but people just want to feel cared about people want to feel loved if the number one thing you're the most you're insecure about that is come on okay buddy come on over come on we i'm so sorry that's happening to you but i don't think it's because you have a lack of merit or you don't know what's happening i think i'm decently good at reading whether or not people are interested in me now yeah and i think it happened a year ago <laughs> like I'm yeah. so, I was I, I did not have the toolkit but I did not have it because I was just like you I was genetically predisposed to never understand yeah. I was like I'll never have sex I don't know what's happening nope we you have a whole community right over here maybe you don't live next to them but you can certainly find them and they don't have to be red pillars there's plenty yeah. of people independent from anime avatar Twitter don't default to that as what liberal is. Come on over, listen, listen to Sad Boy's five-star ID interview. <laughs> obviously, donate to the show, subscribe, both on the podcast feed and also the, the yeah. Twitch, obviously. That's what it's all about. It's where you get into art, the money and awards. But it's like, just, the, it's yeah. not that there's no other path for you. The Red Bull Intel community is not the only community that will make you feel better or safer. There are others They might be a little harder
0: to find. And I would argue that that community is not making you feel better. It's making you <laughs> yes. feel validated, but I don't know that it's making you feel good. It seems like if any community that you're around is built around hating something or someone, <laughs> how could that make you feel good? Unless like, I don't know, like maybe it does, maybe it does. But I just, I just can't imagine that that's the only option. Especially cause it's like, it creates a zero sum game where one doesn't exist. Where it's like, oh, in order for me to, me to feel good, this, these other people have to be bad. It's like no, we can all actually be like good and valid in our own way, and uh, nothing's actually holding you back from any of the things that you want, except for circumstance and maybe yourself. It's like it's not that serious.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually a teensy weensy bit. Like whether or not you subscribe to the idea that Kanye knows what he's doing, it's for his brand or Kanye doesn't. Like it's kind of in the realm of exactly what we have said about Kanye, which is, I get it. <sighs> I get that this is a useful thing for you to describe to in the immediate future, but you're cutting yourself off from the influence that you could have built. Like Kanye had the kind of platform where he could have been beloved and pushed. I mean, hey, if you want to push ideology, push something you do genuinely care about and fully understand it and not been manipulated into. But vulnerable people will jump on the, the nearest life raft you can find if a Nazi lifecraft comes along the water and I'm stuck. I just went down on the Titanic. I'm like, fucking yeah, dude, yeah. let's go. I feel that way about, about every community you hate also. And I yeah. think in, in Kanye's case, a degree of, of his mental health, certainly in the death of his mother, played into fucking, and I'm terrified and I'm, I'm in this new level of yeah. fame and notoriety that is exhausting and I'm, I'm, everything is getting worse. Yeah, maybe it would be nice to join the gang that's saying that I'm welcome right now. Like yeah. I'm being scrutinized by the other side of the of the pendulum, and they're yeah. challenging the things that I've said or the ethics I've taken or like the the abundant wealth that I have. They don't like yeah. that. Well, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just go over here then, because because these guys are saying that they like me because they want me as a platform and they want me to espouse their beliefs to a largely black audience that will listen to what I say. I can have that right now. I can go on this subreddit and I can feel better right now, or I can try. At what feels like a gamble to improve myself and find a community somewhere
0: it's like it it goes back to like uh internal versus external locus of control where like if you feel like the world is happening to you versus like you have any sort of ability to affect change on your surroundings or your own (laughs) life or whatever like if you're if you have a big external locus of control then like you're like oh i it's everyone else's doing something to me because we, I see that in my life outside of these like super problematic things too, you know, like uh, I, I think when I was younger, I played the victim for attention. Like I would be like, oh, woe is me. Someone pay me attention. But secretly I knew or like privately I knew that I was like, I, I think about my self-esteem a lot and where I land on it is I've always thought highly of myself. What was frustrating was that I didn't have the external validation to validate, to like give me hard, like scientific evidence on what I believe. Hypothesis,
1: I'm pretty good and I should love myself. Yeah. No study group, no data. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And that was a thing where it's like, there was just like a lot of framing and narrative. Like there was a lot of framing issues and like how I was looking at stuff. And that's like the, that's... That was the issue. And then when I started to fix that, everything basically got better. But I do also know people who are just like, woe is me, everything bad is happening. And it's like, I don't know about you, but like I've talked to people who like when they describe their lives, it's like, wow, that sounds like a extremely long series of unfortunate events that's like probabilistically Impossible. Like, there's no way that all of that (laughs) negative has happened to you and uh, not a single lick of positive whatsoever. I think that what may actually be happening is that this is a narrative that you are using to garner sympathy, which is something that I did as a young person as well. So it's like, I know the playbook. I I, I can see that shit coming.
1: Sympathy from yourself as well. V-sympathy, V from yourself. Yeah, it's kind of a magic Jarvis in a way.
0: Indeed. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, we haven't had an episode since, uh, like this since like rant, like slash yeah. rant, the second yeah, episode yeah, yeah, after yeah. we got back. Some vibes, some feelings to express.
0: We'll end this episode of Sad Boys in a second, but Jordan, you're going to talk about something for like roughly a minute while I solve this Rubik's cube. Starting. Yeah, no doubt. Now,
1: hey people, did you know that you can find Jarvis at at Jarvis on a couple of different platforms? One you can't do it on is YouTube, which, when you think about it, is kind of funny like it's actually kind of insanely embarrassing that you can't he thinks he's hot shit but actually he's he's failed in a kind of embarrassing context he thinks he he do a he do a rubik's cube he think i'm smart boy not smart boy he no good actually turns out hey other people you can find me at at jordan adika adika why that because it's my middle name and it's and i should say my name in the thing that I promote. I promise I'm not just trying to inconvenience you. It really is a name that I have. You can also find sad boys now, yeah. Twitter and Instagram is just sad boys. Isn't that crazy? You can just do that. You
0: can just go to slash sad boys and we'll be right
1: there. We're trying to post a little bit more than we normally can. I solved
0: it, I solved it. I did the roost. And if you
1: want to be kind and good, be nice and good to your friends. Right now, I imagine that you have an uncharacteristically high number of people struggling in your life and in the world. And it would probably they probably really, really appreciate it if you just said hi. And I hope you're not doing as bad as
0: I imagine you could be. Dang. That was great.
1: Now, I'm going to imagine doing a Rubik's Cube while you say something.
0: Uh, Jordan's a big, smart boy. And he's very good and big and smart. Yeah. And the place that you can't find him is nowhere because he's everywhere at Jordan Adika. That's Jordan Adika, J-O-R. G- yeah, r-d-a-n-a-d-i-k-a uh, it's his especially middle name twitch. New especially passion. twitch especially twitch that's his new passion he's very he's very into it if you're listening to the video version of the podcast we also have an audio version of the podcast it's available anywhere you can find podcasts and uh if you're listening to the but audio not version, on
1: spotify surely jarvis definitely on spotify Because I I don't know, we
0: get so many people who are like, is your podcast, your podcast isn't on Spotify? And I'm like, is it not? And then I like go, I'm like, no, it's been on Spotify since
1: 2017. Uh, Lauren Naz, N-E-Z, they're very active in my Twitch. They're very active in this Twitch. Thank you so much, Lauren. They suggest that you guys should end Sad Boys by giving each other compliments. I kind of fucking love that. Did they say freestyle
0: compliments or...
1: Somebody said freestyle compliments. Oh, okay, I I feel like we're limited in what we can say in a freestyle compliment. All right, uh, uh, I, I can Jordan, go. Go ahead. I am constantly in awe of how quickly you get over drops in your enthusiasm about your career and creativity. You'll hit a little wall as we all do, but then you just kind of tear it past your body and get back into it. No hesitation.
0: Oh, thank you, uh, Jordan. I am uh, consistently impressed uh, with your with your sense of style, with your your wit. And the ability that you have to, like, I don't know. I I just think you, like, put yourself together very well also. Oh, thanks, man. I like that a lot. That's very sweet. All right. We end every episode of Sad Boys with a particular phrase. The phrase is cuck. No, (laughs) just kidding. Um, (laughs) We end every episode of Sad Boys with a particular phrase. We love you. And we're sorry.
1: sorry. Boom. (laughs)
0: Girl, how you doing? How you moving, girl? Moving, girl. How she looking That future, girl. Future, girl. Yeah, we on now. Take my money. Go away. All oh, you want it? Girl, too rich for me.